Welcome to the Medical Influencer Show. My name is Dr. Ross Carter, and today I'd like to introduce our special guest, Dr. Orlando Lundrum. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, Dr. Lundrum, I understand you are a specialist or an expert at actually using stem cells from bone marrow for spinal problems. Is that correct? Correct. And one area of specialty is um, people that have problems in the spine. Exactly. So how, okay, let's, let's start with who are the best kind of candidates that you typically work with when someone has, so, so let's say, let's say I'm having back pain. How do I know that I should have a, say a stem cell procedure or, or, or try something else? How do I know that it's to that point to where I need something like that? How would I know? First of all, I think that's a phenomenal question because really that's where people are trying to divine when do you make a decision to say, you know what, how do I kind of turn this key and figure things out? To me, I think patients have pain in a lot of different places, but when you talk about the spine, when you talk about the back, when you talk about the neck, it's so debilitating. If you've even had a muscle spasm that's kind of cramped you up, you're just like, oh my God, I can't move. How can I go to work? How can I play with the kids? How can I do anything, right? And so really trying to be able to gauge that is difficult. Um, first and foremost, what I would say is for patients coming to us and seeing me for regenerative medicine, we're not looking to just bring you in and say, you automatically have to have this as a source and this is the only source. Mm-hmm. I think that there needs to be some degree of reasonableness that's in place. So if you initially have the pain is debilitating, is why did you have that pain? What was the resulting nature about it? Have you done any type of activities like exercise or any type of conservative things that have been able to improve it? And then I think that's where things start kind of gleaning towards whether you should consider regenerative medicine. Because many times traditional physicians may not necessarily initially have that on their dashboard or their radar of consideration. And so you'll start thinking about oral steroids or epidural steroids or potentially um, having some evaluation from surgery. And although I'm not here to kind of uh, denigrate any of those type of things or speak ill of them, I think having a traditional medicine as well as a regenerative medicine balance at the outset, it lets you know all your different options so you can be informed and make good choices. So in your practice, you do other things besides just uh, stem cell injections. Is that correct? Correct. So we also have a traditional pain-based practice because really what we wanted to do is to be able to provide a scope. I know that there are regenerative medicine docs out there that treat spinal stenosis by using regenerative medicine type techniques. But for me, I've found other techniques that are minimally invasive that treat stenosis and really treat it well without you having to have an open, huge surgery in the right context. Now, there are certain patients, obviously, that have you know huge listhesis or instability that need to be treated in a different way. But um, to me, I think it was it made sense to be able to offer a full um, smorgasbord or kind of complete offering to patients that had a problem that it wasn't just like, well, we do this only little niche piece and we can't help you with other issues that you might have. And, and that is the challenge that it ha- you have when you go to a provider that only does one thing really. And then they just, and that's all they have. So everything, so they, everything, they're a hammer and everything's a nail, right? You got it. Exactly. That exactly. axiom really fits. Yeah. And then, so basically you can let them know, well, you know, you might want to try these things first, and then we can work our way up to the more advanced, uh, these, these, uh, see these advanced procedures, correct? 
Exactly. Correct. So let's say someone, so how do you, how do you determine when you say, okay, I think this person might uh, really benefit from say um, a stem cell procedure. When does that happen? Yeah. So I would say that is very uh, um, multivariate depending upon the person, okay. right? Because uh, yeah. it's not just one uh, adage or one category that fits per person, right? But when we're talking about the spine in particular, traditionally in my practice, we don't start off with stem cells right off the bat. Okay. Um, normally what we're doing is kind of a, a graded process of orthobiologics in general to say, how can we be able to improve this? But what we do do is some things that I think really resonate with regenerative medicine physicians as a whole, and also integrative medicines as a whole, which is sometimes a little different than traditional. And what I mean by that is the following is so when someone comes in and let's say that they present with neck pain, with pain that's going down the arm. Right. right. Traditionally, what people have said is, hey, there's a herniated disc and we're going to treat that herniated disc and that's all there is to it. And we're going to maybe do a steroid injection. And if that doesn't work, you know, a few times and we'll consider surgery. To us, the thing that we really kind of think about is why did you have the herniated disc in the first place? And what are some of the other contributing elements of your anatomy that may be able to help prevent it from coming back? Right. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do is not just look at your imaging and your clinical eval, as well as your physical examination, but say, okay, not only do you have the disc, but you also have some degree of facet joint pain and you also have some muscle instability. And how can we use regenerative medicine techniques to be able to augment all that in concert? And sometimes in traditional medicine, for various different reasons, you have to take things piecemeal in order to be able to deal with it and address it. But that's not what we do. We address the whole of the person so you can be able to get at least in our opinion, a much better result. That sounds like a much better way to go, go about things. Now, some, I guess, some pain management doctors or orthopedic surgeons that work with uh, surgery primarily um, may not be a big fan of cellular procedures. Um, how, so have you, have you seen results? I mean, tell me, tell me about the results that you've seen with people that you've used these type of bone marrow procedures with? Yes. So, I mean, I think that that's a, a very eloquently way to describe it. I, I think that there's a number of docs that feel that uh, regenerative medicine may not have uh, acquired its full stripes in right. really what are the outcomes that have been able to kind of uh, be able to be predictive of this. And I think quite frankly, as we look at regenerative medicine, we really start assessing it, I think the broad studies that are multi-centered just haven't been there. So right now we speak from an anecdotal base, but to be quite frank, a good number of orthopedic procedures started from a very anecdotal base. And many of them don't necessarily have as much studies as what is purported or suggested. But in terms of outcomes, what I've been able to see is people have had phenomenal uh, improvement. So for instance, you know, uh, let me kind of refer back to some of my athletes. So I have a sure. good number of people who are golfers, right? Okay. And golf, which is like just a mad passion, I think that people still can do right now, right? Uh, within this current context. Yeah. It just is that repetitive motion over and over again for the facets. And for those people that don't understand facet, it's the joint that lets you have the mobility that's present in the spine. However, over that period of time of just repetitive going for that swing, going for that swing, hitting that back swing and coming in, you know, and coming through and following through on the ball, you have that aching pain that's just nagging. And so then you start thinking to yourself, you know what, do I want to play a full 18? Maybe I just play nine. Oh, you know what? I used to play two rounds, but 
I'm not going to do that now, man. I, uh, that's okay. Uh, you know, I was going to get some exercise, but I'll just get on the cart, right? And so you start finding these ways to kind of take things away from like where it was and what you could be able to do. And you go to a traditional doc and they say, you know what, we give you a steroid. Let's put you in physical therapy and see if it gets better. And then you're a little bit jaded because you're like, oh, I didn't necessarily get that much better. You know, right. I just got to kind of tough it up, take some ibuprofen. I'll, I'll hang out with the boys and, you know, go forward from there. But from a regenerative medicine standpoint, I've treated golfers and their backs have been better. And I don't want to talk about their games were so much improved, but right. they weren't bad. They weren't bad. So that they're now not just playing 18, but they're shooting two rounds of golf in a day, you know, and doing much better than what they were before and not feeling like they're having to pay for it later. So I'd probably say that's one of the easy instances, but I've also seen patients that had problems where they couldn't be able to hold on to a cup or hold on to different items and were able to treat them and give them sustainable relief where they had improved function of their hand and didn't have to talk about having an anterior fusion in the neck. So, so basically you're using these, these procedures and as opposed to actually going and do a, a traditional just, cut everything and start a surgical, a surgical procedure, right? Sure. And, and to be frank and candid, a regenerative medicine technique is not going to be a fix for everyone. Okay. But as we know, not every procedure or every pill is going to be a fix for everyone. Anyway, right. what I would probably purport and say in, in, um, in kind of a pro con element to those individuals who say, well, I'm not sure it's going to provide you value is at the end of the day, what have you lost? You haven't made that incision where you've damaged the tissues and now you have adjacent level disease, meaning so now that you've fixed one area, is that change in your biomechanics going to potentially impact another level above it or below it? And then you have this kind of steady progression in a way that you don't want it to progress. So from a regenerative medicine technique, it really is that proverbial adage of do no harm so that you can be able to say, you know what? Yeah, I've gotten benefit and I may even be able to get more benefit from doing something else. And I haven't had that potential detraction of it didn't work and it made me worse. Right. And nothing, and it wasn't permanent, like exactly. a surgical procedure, right? Correct. So, so tell us about, okay. So for, for those who don't are not really familiar with how you get your stem cells, tell me a little bit about how, how that occurs. Sure. So I'm an anesthesiologist uh, in my previous training. So one of the things that we do when we do our bone marrow harvest is that we provide sedation for our patients. I know some people do traditional local, but for us, if I, I'm not a huge fan of going to the dentist and getting drilled into. Right. So when I think about getting drilled, you know, for us doing bone marrow, I'm like, let's make you as comfortable as possible. And so that's really what we do for our patients. So for us, the way that we go about this is we have both x-ray as well as ultrasound on board at the same time. We find that element of the iliac crest. We give you some numbing uh, medication in that area. But we also do kind of a blended anesthetic technique where we have some previous oral medication in addition to some IV that are mm -hmm. able to kind of keep you calm. And I think, you know, having talked to a number of patients, most of them, when, I, when they want to know about technique, they want to know, are you going to hurt me? Right. And at the end of the day, <laughs> for, exactly. At the end of the day, I can tell you, you know, we've been able to treat patients that were hugely nervous about and, and anxious about just a regular IV stick. And they're like, you know, that bone marrow was really nothing. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. I thought it was going to be a big deal. And it wasn't bad as some IV sticks that I've had. 
So for us, that's how we go about harvesting, but we use um, imaging to be able to figure it out, put local there so it's not that bad afterwards. And then we go into multiple different spots in order to be able to get cells that are going to be prudent and appropriate. How long does a procedure take to do? Depends on the person, but I'd probably say give or take maybe about half hour if that. Oh, okay. So they're, they're, are they, they're only knocked out for just a short period of time, right? Correct. Okay. So then you can, uh, so after they, you've taken the bone marrow, have they, do they experience uh, any pain in that hip where they, they've taken it out of, or typically do they not notice anything afterwards? I'll tell you. So originally I really thought I was like, man, we're gonna, this is going to be a major thing. It's similar to, you know, doing a kyphoplasty and going down into the bone afterwards. Right. And, you know, we woke people up and they were like, no big deal. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a grandma. And she's like, yeah, I'm a grandma. And what? <laughs> it's not bothering me anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. And so in my experience, it hasn't been anywhere near as bad um, afterwards. And I don't know if that's our technique or our selection of our patients, but for us, nowhere near as bad as what we'd have expected uh, to be able to get those cells out and really be able to use them to the patient's betterment. Awesome. And in what conditions have you noticed the best results with these procedures, especially in the spine? What conditions mainly? Yeah, so I would say that the two most prevalent that come to us, as I mentioned before, are facet disease, so that arthritis is present in the back. And then the other is kind of that radicular type symptomatology. And by radicular, you know, common layman's terms would be things like sciatica when we're talking about the legs or that ah. shooting type pain that goes down the arm. And we do different types of treatments, but in terms of like the success and really kind of knocking it out the part, those would probably be our primary two that we see really good results with. Got it. And uh, so I, I've, I'm familiar with some doctors who, who don't uh, address uh, cervicals. Now, uh, that's an area that you're kind of uh, very familiar with, correct? Correct. Exactly. So you got, I, I guess, became kind of an expert or got extra training or, or, or why, why is it that most doctors don't uh, go, uh, go into the cervicals? Yeah. So the cervical area is a very demanding region and many things are close together in terms of anatomical uh, pieces that are in place, not only the aspect of the nerves, but also vasculature. Uh And so really you have to have some degree of familiarity and coming from a pain background, we did a number of different things uh, in the neck, both uh, during training when I was in New York, as well as in Boston. And then afterwards also doing similar type treatments in that, that area on a daily basis. So being able to take that expertise and then lend it to using regenerative medicine in that region mm-hmm. um, has been uh, a pretty seamless process. So you're kind of the go-to guy for cervical issues or degenerative conditions up in the, the neck, correct? Yep, do quite a bit of cervical type treatments. That's awesome. So especially now with all the you know issues that we have now, if somebody was say interested in um, potentially learning more about what you do and maybe if you could help them, uh, you are where are you located? So I'm located in North Central Indiana, uh, pretty close to South Bend, Indiana. So if you know Notre Dame and you know Golden Domers and you know those guys, the Fighting Irish, you've watched Rudy before, that's really close to where we are. Um, <laughs> for, us, 
we, we are a very strong uh, telemedicine basis, and we've been doing it actually probably greater than five years as well. So for us, we have a number of things that are leveraged in the telemedicine sphere, not just being able to communicate and talk with patients, but also we have an app that tracks and trends your journaling. It also assesses what your overall mental health is. We also have ways that we can be able to provide you physical therapy um, through the aspect of an app and we can be able to track your degree of compliance. So we really have a number of things that are kind of fleshed out from a telemedicine standpoint. If you've got an MRI done someplace else, you can upload your MRI directly to our website and then we can walk you through what are the various different problems and issues that we can see radiographically. So there's a number of things that we can do to be able to kind of leverage if you're not close to North Central uh, Indiana, if you're coming from further away, how we can be able to help you without you having to take the trip right off the bat um, and give you an assessment of what type of candidate you might be. Perfect. And so if somebody could do all those things and let's say upload their MRI and you talk to them on the online. Uh, so ideally, uh, could you, could you basically have them come for just a flight there, have a procedure in that, that would be it one day. Yep, that's why we set the practice up just like that, because we really wanted to be able to facilitate patients coming from afar. Now, it depends on what your condition is, because how we do stem cell therapy is a little bit more varied of a, a number of different days. But yeah. traditional treatment for the spine, many times we can be able to do it in one day. And so for some of our execs or people that really had high demanding type jobs or just people who just couldn't be away for a long period of time, that's what we wanted to do is to be able to kind of precede it by doing as much in a telemedicine sphere and also having that follow-up be of a similar ilk. And as a matter of fact, we have a good number of patients that come from two and a half, sometimes three hours away at the very least. Um, and I'd probably say that's maybe 60% of our patient population right now. Wow. That's amazing. So if somebody is interested in, in, in getting in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? How, how do they find you? Yeah, we got a couple of different ways, but our website is probably the easiest way and it'll lead you to a whole sort of different um, avenues. So our website is cuttingedgepain.com. So cuttingedge. Cuttingedgepain.com. Yeah, exactly. And so if you go to that, you'll find everything that you could be able to um, kind of dive off into if you want to go to social media and check out our YouTube, or if you want to join our news newsletter so you can get some further information, yeah. all those type of things are all connected right there from that site. Beautiful. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Landrum. Is there anything that uh, I missed? I didn't, uh, I didn't mention that you would like to. No, I think you've covered it in full extent. Thank you so much for even considering us for your show. Yeah. And hopefully we can be able to help people who are listening. I appreciate that so much. Thank you, Dr. Landrum. Thank you. Thank you for watching the show. If you'd like to be a guest or have questions or like to contact us, please go to drrosscarter.com. That's drrosscarter.com. And please like and share this episode.